Dogs aren't waiting for that clock to get to zero. They've hit the field celebrating back-to-back Nats. And you can't be any more impressive than the way they did it tonight. 65-7. to My Lord. That was every Hollywood movie where the dominant team crushes the JV, except you don't get the Hollywood ending at all. That was the call on Georgia Radio as the Bulldogs win back-to-back national championships after losing five first-rounders on defense to the National Football League. Damn TCU was trending all night long. Sonny Dykes at halftime admitted his team was a little bit wide-eyed at the beginning of that one, and the Georgia Bulldogs, whoo, leave no question. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the uh, the moment was too big for TCU. Just Georgia was too big for TCU. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know that the moment. I mean, they were just in the Final Four. That was a pretty big moment, and they handled it well. Yep, this was just Georgia was too big for TCU. Uh, that's at the end of the day that's all this was it's really like you're picking teams outside on the playground and first the 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 captain gets the first 10 picks that's what happened last night i get the first 10 players out here and mm-hmm. we're going to stomp the rest of you down bye yeah i mean it's it's david and goliath if david didn't have a slingshot like that's what played out yesterday i mean it's i i'm going to go look here soon but i bet if you looked Whatever three, four years ago was, TCU and Georgia and compare the recru- recruiting classes. I wonder if it's more than 10. I bet it's a lot more than 10. I bet you get 15 players in the rankings deep that committed to Georgia before you get the highest rated TCU player. Yeah. Well, I mean, although Ge- North Shore, Zach Evans, I think, committed back then. So who knows? Georgia has 80% of their roster is four and five star players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 like, top draft prospects, according to Todd McShay. Jalen Carter, who's he play? Who he played for? Who he played for? He plays for Georgia. Quentin Johnston is the only Horn Frog on the board. Ringo, the corner HO baby, is three. Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington. It's all Georgia up and down except for Johnston. Yeah. Keely Ringo, that's a name to know here. That'll be a name to know. Was come he a linebacker? Him. No, he's a corner. <laughs> he's a corner with size who uh, was a high upside guy who's had a couple struggles this year, and so I don't know that he's going to go as high as he initially did. Might slide into Dallas range. Second largest halftime deficit in the BCS era. Georgia had 354 yards at the half. They were averaging 9.3 yards a play. A play. Every time they ran a play, they were averaging nine yards. And they were running the ball and doing this yes. a lot of times. Like, it was – these these teams were on two different levels. Um, a lot of the teams with Georgia were on two different levels. I hate Georgia now. I hate Kirby. Uh, I, I can't stand Kirby. I hate, his, I hate anybody with a visor for the most part. Georgia. I hate Kirby Smart's haircut and this freaking senior citizen. Go 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 to the NFL. Go, go sell insurance, Stetson Bennett. 25 years old, sitting there. You know, a guy like that, he can't be cocky and arrogant like he was last night. I want you to know, you nailed it, Sean. I liked him last year. Great Cinderella story. He was hungover the morning after on all the national oh, yeah. shows. This year, I can't stand him. Get out. I was looking at the uh, 2022 football commits, and you nailed it. It was 10. There were 10 Georgia, like the top 10 Georgia players were all more highly ranked than the top recruit from TCU. How- that, that's just this year. That was 2022, not 2023 commits. That was last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. How big of a loss, Bobby, will this be for Cinderella's, the have-nots throughout college football? I don't think it is. 
Like, like the the law. What, like, what will have more impact? TCU getting to this game for the the have-nots or the result of this game resetting the hierarchy? It helps them more than it hurts them. Like beating Michigan like they did on the most watched CFP in, you know, five years was a bigger deal, I think, than what it did to lose this game. I think, like, I think a lot of people can put in context how good Georgia is. Yeah. And and that's part of it. But also, I know TCU and the Big 12 in general would push back. RJ Choppy would disagree, but would push back against the idea that, like, we're not have-nots. We are a Big 12 football team that has earned our spot here. And you're already seeing the results of the where where they got to. The fact that they they pulled in Tommy Brockermeyer, who two years ago was the number six recruit in the country at tackle. Um, the fact that you've pulled in Trey Sanders and you're getting some of these commits in the transfer portal, you're you're seeing the benefits of it already. Sonny, I, I don't think I don't think it um, will have any impact on the future CFP. Uh, I don't think it'll have any impact on anything like that. Every year, we'll go through the same thing where it's the committee and the media and the fans will try to convince themselves that these other stories, these other players or teams from other conferences that are undefeated are as good and deserving to be on the same level as an SEC team. Yeah, Clemson sucked. (laughs) Clemson had one of the greatest quarterbacks in collegiate history. That's what it took. Florida, well, I mean, that, but that's what it took. Not just once. Like, I mean, they had Watson and they were competitive. Again, one of level. the greatest quarterbacks in college religion. It, it took that, right? It took something really special to beat an SEC team in, the, in this game. It took, an uh, like, Trevor Lawrence, one of the best recruited players ever. Number one pick. Deshaun Watson, super highly recruited player. What, number four pick or whatever, right? It took that. There, that, there, there, that there, so you could do it. There are four quarterbacks that are, are getting, you know, every year four to five quarterbacks that are getting recruited in the top yeah. 50 or whatever. Yeah, and that's what it takes. They're, they're not all going to Georgia and Bama. Yeah. No, no, they're not. But that's what it takes, right? It takes Trevor Lawrence to, to beat you, and that's that's basically what it's come down to. And I, and I, just, I, I think we are going down that road. I, I'm thankful that we're going to get to a 12-team because then eventually you're going to find the cream matriculate their way to the Final Four, you know, where, like, you would have a Bama find their way, even though they're not – Yeah. Even though they weren't in the Final Four this year, they would find their way in there. And they would lose in the first round because Bam was fraudulent this year. (laughs) Uh, Sonny Dykes, (laughs) after the game and that butt whooping and a a phenomenal season. Well, obviously, you got to give Georgia a ton of credit. I mean, they showed what kind of football program they have. And we've got some players over there that are pretty special. And, um, you know, obviously... We didn't do a great job getting our guys prepared. We've been on a heck of a run and seemed like we just ran out of steam a little bit tonight. The story of the college football season, one of the biggest surprises and Cinderella's of all time. I know Cinderella's an insult to TCU and Sonny Dykes, but the story of the college football season, the Horn Frogs making it to the national championship. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, this isn't Cincinnati. This wasn't Cincinnati getting where they did and then getting run out by Alabama yeah. instantly. They won. Cincinnati put up a fight. I know. It's not Cincy. They they won. They won. Well, I mean, they got further. They actually won there and got to the That's title true. game. All right, Chop, say what you want to say, Chop. What's your what's your big, like, all right, here we go. Here we go. I got, I got a great Final Four. Bo- I got a great boiled. Final Four for you. Okay, every year. Okay. I, I just want to stop. Something. I just want to stop. Mm-hmm. Every year, the top three teams from the SEC, and then pick your sacrificial land for number four. That's what I want to see. 
That's what I'm done. I'm just done watching Good. Well, then bad should, football games. Good. Then we should cancel. We should cancel three quarters of the season yep. and wipe those teams off the map for the sake of college football. What what happens if And the a- NCAA tournament, right? Do we have more parity? Do we have do we have more surprises? Like we're talking about diluting the entire sport with this with this arrogance that y'all have in your conference. Oh, I d- I disagree. We're making it we're making it we're making it only just to the cream. Okay, okay, but like we're also talking about and diluting we- 90 other teams. You guys who don't, are- who, who don't belong. This is a this is a Noah Ruggles missed field goal away Who's from that? the SEC not even being in the title game. Oh, the the, uh, the uh, you, yeah. you, I mean you go like oh, but like I mean it's it's and how and how different is it? I, I don't no, I don't think TCU beats Ohio State, but how different is the game last night if that's Ohio State instead of Georgia? If, if Ruggles makes that kick, I think it's considerably different. Does I this, think it's a little bit different. Does yeah. this make you think about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? Whether this is a good or bad thing? There, there's. I know there were some memes going around last night, like TCU and or, or Texas and Oklahoma trying to get back to the Big Twelve as fast as they can. It's only beneficial getting to the SEC. There, like even though the competition goes up, like you saw how much it did for A and M. Yeah, to go Jimbo's to the SEC. Jimbo's about to get fired. Yeah, Jimbo's about to get fired. But in terms of like what it did for their the ability to recruit. Yeah. That because that's the thing is that like a lot of these high school players they just want to get to the SEC regardless, and so that's in the next five years, in the next decade, would the Texas Longhorns have a better chance of making it to the national championship out of the SEC or out of the Big Twelve? Well, SEC, Big Twelve. Have, Big Twelve is my answer. They'll have better players, even though Texas already has great players. They'll still get better players by default by being in the conference. It is a tougher road though. That is, yeah, that's yeah. it, and that's the thing is that. They will have. Would you rather be in the NFC East or the AFC West? But, well, uh, what we thought yeah, the AFC West. Yeah, was gonna I, be. I, I it's, think different. it's different. You're, you're recruiting, like, like right. you don't you don't get to recruit players like. But the, the Big Twelve path is just going to be easier. It is, but it your is, but players be will be better. Team. You'll be a worse team. So you'll, you'll, the same thing will happen. You'll get to the championship. We've seen Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets to the same level. You know, gets to the same. You know, they get to the final four a bunch, and they get boat raced every time. It's an easier road. They're just not as good. I, I mean, you you have people trying to put in like you know. Two like like you you have people trying to find ways to justify putting in two loss Bama two loss LSU like two loss Texas in the Big Twelve is not getting into the the CFP. Right. All right, uh, let's get you caught up with what else is happening. Uh, we'll get to the Cowboys at seven twenty. Jerry Jones at eight thirty. Cliff Kingsbury, Bobby, this has been percolating on your text messages th- throughout the entire season. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, the GM, are both gone in Arizona. Their owner said Kyler was going to have some inputs on the next hire. And Jim Harbaugh, according to Tom Pelissero, interviewed with the Denver Broncos yesterday. Cliff fallout first. And a lot of Cowboy fans ask me, too, would you take Cliff? Would you take Cliff, too? And I said, based on what? What credentials does Cliff Kingsbury have to deserve a big-time job? And they're like, you're better than Kellen. I'll take it and replace Kellen Moore. He, he won Johnny Mandela Heisman. Yeah. So, what for Kellen? So, it, it's interesting, first off, the fact that Arizona is talking about how they're basically... I don't know why Arizona's trying to turn Kyler Murray into LeBron James. Because, like, they, hey, tells, ha- because they have to, and they embarrassed him last uh, at the beginning of the but season. But he doesn't want that. He doesn't want to be that guy. So, I don't know why they insist on, like, hey... Uh, you don't think Kyler us- Murray feels better this morning after the owner... Gave him fake, I think, fake power to choose the next coach. Of course, you, anyone would feel better of, about that. I think I think he doesn't want that. Like, I think he feels like just because I play the quarterback position doesn't mean I have to be 
XYZ in the locker room or or the face of this or that. Like, I think he just feels like I should be able to go out there and play football. But on the Cliff front, it's interesting because Cliff is was such a highly regarded – where was he going? He was going to USC before he took the, the yeah. Arizona job. Yep. Um, and there's been rumblings yesterday that McVay, if he sticks around in Los Angeles, could bring him on, that Cliff could come be there. The, the place that makes the most sense to me – is the uh, Nick Saban rehabilitation center yeah, where go. he gets people? I mean, think about Cliff calling and learning under Saban he how to manage a program. He can't slay in Tuscaloosa. Oh gosh! Oh, oh, roll tide, man! Yeah, you could. You could slay in Tuscaloosa. There's, uh, there, there's women. Yeah, ask Brent Bro, Musburger. It's the <laughs> South. It's in the Alabama. S- yes, it's the Southern deep South, Bells. man. Sean, Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't believe that the guy who couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes failed to win with Kyler Murray. I'm stunned. <laughs> I am thrown by that. That's what I'm saying. Why, 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 do, why does Cliff Kingsbury just get carried on over to the next great he, job? Because he, he, he's good looking. He That's needs, he needs to be a coordinator. Like he, he's just, he can't be a head coach right now. That's the and biggest that's okay. thing. Yeah, I know. And that's the biggest thing. If he's drawing up plays, if he's responsible for game plans and things like that, I think that's – and that's why I think Alabama would make a ton of sense. Go learn under Saban on how to run a program and how to actually manage a team. What if you're Belichick? Belichick loved Cliff. Belichick doesn't he like – He played for him, right? Yeah, he was he was uh, Tom's backup for a few Belichick years. Belichick doesn't like offensive guys running his offense. That's a very good point. We've already, we've already transitioned there. Plus, hasn't Bill – doesn't Bill – he doesn't take outsiders – like all of his coaches are basically like it's not technically an outsider grown. though because it is somebody that he helped Played. develop yeah, and true. teach. And Belichick announced that he's coming back for season number twenty four. I'm coming back. Mavs at Clippers tonight. That's why Luca. You see that social media mistake with Luca. Someone was like running his phone and he's like, "Why the f did you do this? I'm just trying to enjoy this game." Mavs at Clippers. Tonight, that's why Luca and Kid were at the national championship game yesterday, and the stars at the Islanders as well. Headlines on a Tolo Tuesday: Jerry Jones live at eight thirty. Jason Garrett bringing up the Cowboys and a problem with the grass. We also have the twenty twenty three opponents for America's team next year. Back inside the star on your home of America's team. Right after this. Jerry Jones at 8.30 this morning. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Belt with you. Babe Laufenberg is not happy with the game being played on Monday night in Tampa. He tweeted this. One thing to be scheduled disadvantaged during the season, but you just cannot do that when so much is at stake. Cowboys will arrive back from Tampa at 3.30 in the morning on Tuesday if they win a short work week, hardest on coaches, Get rid of the playoff Monday night football game. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I, you know, I get why the NFL does it, um, but it's not like you're going to get a better rating on Monday night than you would on Sunday night. You know, you're going to get a great rating either way. They're going to get a tremendous rating either way. Um, and, and, you know, to me... If, yeah, but then now they can own Monday night instead of not having a game on Monday. That, I, I, yeah, I understand that they can also, you know, reduce the competitive integrity of their sport to me the integrity of the regular season the integrity of the sport is 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 is, is the most important thing you have you, you cannot f with that i i don't like i agree with babe i don't like the monday night i don't like it either um but 
I mean, isn't this about ESPN really wanting to yeah. like like their partnership with the NFL and really trying to make sure that the NFL is respecting the Monday night brand? Because they feel like they Monday night's been ESPN has felt like whether they had Sunday night football or Monday night football, they've consistently been given bad games for 25 years. Yes, they and, and like, you know, that ESPN playoff so, game Sunday was, night has been the king. Right. But in NBC since, yes. since it flipped. It used to be Monday night, and Sunday night was always crap games. It's just yeah. been whatever's on broadcast television always gets the good games. Right, and, and, you know, the ESPN playoff game has always been the Houston Texans Invitational. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and it was it was always a bad game. It was the first, right, it was the first game. It was the first game on Saturday that, you know, y- you watched, but you didn't watch. Yep. It was on while you were doing other things, waiting for the other game to come on. Yeah. Uh, so that's Babe Laufenberg, not happy with the Monday night setup. We'll ask Jerry about it. How about Jason Garrett? Finally making an interesting point on television. Jay Jeezy found an unusual problem with the Cowboys. They're one and four this season when playing games on grass. Ganja? <laughs> not that gra- They're not playing games on grass like that, Pepe. Uh they're one they and might f- be. they're one and f- they <laughs> maybe they were on <laughs> Sunday. They haven't had a winning record on grass since twenty seventeen. John Machota tweeting this out. Cowboys on grass. Philadelphia, loss. Didn't have their quarterback. Green Bay, loss. They were up double digits. Jacksonville, loss. They were also up double digits. Tennessee, win. Washington, loss. Tampa Bay, round one. Philly, potentially round two. San Fran, round three. All on grass. You make anything from this? The point is that it makes your defense slower. It slows down your team. Like and Indiana, offense, too. Th- those Peyton Manning teams, those Kurt Warner teams, they want to play on turf. They want to play on turf. You know, remember that one step? What, what do we always hear? Dome teams can't win titles, right? Yeah. And then the Rams changed that when they won in, in 99. You know, and then the Colts won. Um, and now a lot more teams play in these indoor or indoor-outdoor stadiums. 16 NFL teams currently play on turf. 16 NFL teams currently play on grass. Okay, so it's split right down the middle. Do grass teams have a Super Bowl advantage? And the answer is yes. They do. Prior to the Rams winning it all last year as a turf team, the last turf team to win a title was Seattle in 2013. Uh, Since the Cowboys' last championship 28 years ago, there's only been seven times where a team that plays their home games on turf has won a title. So seven and twenty-eight. So one out of four. I I I think that's that's a that's a that's a pretty good sample. Now, six of those are the Patriots. Yeah. Right? I mean yeah. Pittsburgh was what three of those. KMC asked Steven about Garrett's point yesterday. He said, Look, there's multiple schools of thought. At the end of the day, you play the game where it's scheduled to be played. We've got to go out and play it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think the guys blah, blah, blah. I don't think the guys. Uh, let it get into their heads, whether it's grass or on Ganja. turf. <laughs> I just think you suit them up, you put on your cleats, and you go play football. So, pretty generic non-response from Stephen Jones. Do you think it matters? I think it matters. I mean, look, Rex Ryan, you can make fun of Rex and the feet and the clown and all that stuff. Um, but Rex Ryan was a defensive mastermind. And Rex yesterday on ESPN while discussing the Cowboys – Said it's a factor. They, they should blow out from on paper. They should kill Tampa Bay. They should have killed Washington. Oh, they won't. The lack of professionalism by this team. I'm just telling you. Wrong that- cut.
Wrong cut. Cut five. And I would say this, like, as a totality, as a football team, what do you guys feel good about for the Dallas Cowboys? The defense has fallen off. Yep. They got massive issues opposite Trayvon Diggs. Massive, guys. Micah is the only guy on the defense that scares you right now, in my opinion. And who's the guy on their offense that scares you? I'll ask you guys, defensive oh, guys. Oh, you know me. What's one receiver? It's Tony Pollard. It. To me, it's Tony Pollard. So he's the one guy yeah, that scares you. Yeah, to me, it's Tony Pollard. Yeah. I, I want to ask the defensive guys a question because I think I heard Jason Garrett say this on TV last night, that they're a much slower defense on grass than they are on of course. turf. That thing, though, like a real thing in the NFL? That's a real thing because on the road, you're slower. Your pass rush is always a tick slower on the road. And when you play on grass, it's even sense. slower yeah. than that. So I'm going to believe Rex. Rex, I, I trust when it comes to defense. Do you think this is a factor at all? I think it's. I think part of what Rex says there is is the bigger issue, which is just it's it's also a road effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also sit here and I'm thinking of games they've played this year. Like they didn't have problems playing with speed against Jacksonville. They didn't have problems playing with speed against you know Green Bay. the The bigger issue has been they're just inability to cover with that other cornerback that's been the bigger issue and and teams have taken away aspects of their pass rush that has made it difficult for them to cover over those sins in the secondary and so i like to see their split stats when it comes to sacks home and road i can find it for you home and road or grass and turf grass and turf (laughs) i'll find it for you um just this season yep just this season i'll find it just this season and what's the bigger concern to you right now the cowboys running the football or their pass rush. I know you don't care about running the football, but bigger concern. Uh, yeah. Oh, the pass rush. Right yeah, now, I, yeah. I, I th- th- you need to have. We've we've seen enough in the postseason. Like, yeah, you want to be able to run the clock out, and you want to be able to run the ball and control tempo. Um, but if you can't get off on third down, mm. stop it. Uh, then then you're you're in trouble in the playoffs, especially against this guy. This against this guy, and I know he's an old man now, and I know he ain't the same guy. But do you really want him to be sitting back there in a clean pocket? I, I don't. I don't want to take that chance. What about for you, pass rush or run game? What's the bigger problem right now? Pass rush. Like I mean, the pass rush can impact, can cover over so much of the deficiencies in the secondary if they can just pressure Brady. If they can, if they can get pressure, if they can pressure any of the opponents, then. So what happened to the pass rush that we were all putting into the Hall of Fame earlier this season? Team started getting rid of the ball faster. Like you, you start throwing the ball quicker. Um, you you start using misdirection. You roll out. It it makes things. They they were winning a ton with twists and stunts and things, and those take time to develop. So like the twists, it'll be okay. This guy's slanting here. This guy's gonna jump around and run to the other side. And so like that takes longer to develop than just a straight pass rush. And that's how they won a lot of times. Now they have what is this in twelve games this year on turf? They have forty two sacks. Woo. And then in five games, uh, it's on grass, it's 12. Okay, say that again now. 12 sacks in five games on grass, which is 2.4 per game. Okay. And then 42 sacks in 12 games, which is three and a half per game. So they played five games on turf this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Or five games on grass, 12 games on turf. 12 games on turf. Yes. All right, so those are the numbers. Steven was asked on KMC, what about the running game? We all, you know, everyone wants Dak to throw it less. We want more balance. Stop throwing the pick sixes. You got to run it more. Can you get the running game back? You know, one of the things that will be helpful is uh, getting Biotic back. Uh, so, uh, you know, getting him back will be a big deal. 
you know, he's the quarterback of that offensive line. I think things just go a little smoother. Not that Connor doesn't do a nice job in there, but it's not where he's played most of the time. I think to get him back, uh, to get our starting center back in the middle of that offensive line uh, is going to go a long ways toward uh, helping that. I think it coincides with uh, the games that he's missed uh, in terms of our, our struggles. I like our conviction to run the ball. Uh, I just think we've got to be more productive doing it, and, and I think we can. So that's Stephen Jones talking about the return of the running game. R.J. Choppy doing a patented study for the Cowboys, this whole debate of momentum and rolling into the playoffs hot and how much it really matters. Because you did a study like this a few weeks ago, right, at that point in the season saying it was overrated with how the team was playing. Talking about the Rams. Yeah, the Rams, had you know, they had a struggle in November and they wound up going on and they won like four of the last five games going into the postseason. But, you know, I went and looked at the last couple of Cowboy playoff runs. Short-lived, even if they were (laughs) short-lived, Bobby. Uh, Historically, and then, you know, some of the most recent Super Bowl champs. Uh, in 2021, the Cowboys won five of their last six games. Mm. They scored 51 in their final game of the year at Philly, and they scored 17 in the playoffs against San Fran. So it didn't really carry What year over. was that? Last year. Last year. In 2018, they won seven of eight heading into the playoffs. But like this year, they struggled at times. They beat New Orleans 13-10 to 10 in the game Drew Brees didn't play. Uh, they needed overtime to beat Philly. That was 6-6. Six and six. It required Dak to throw for 455 and Amari to have over 200 yards receiving. They won a playoff game. And then they lost uh, on the road at the Rams. In 2016, they split their final four games. One of them was the season finale, though, when they sat just about everyone. Mark Sanchez was the leading passer in that game. That was at Philadelphia. So they won two of the last three where everybody played. Uh, Other teams, the Rams, 2021, they won three of the last four. However, they scored fewer than 24 in three of those four. So their offense, was, offense wasn't clicking. They did play well, though. The Bucks in 2020 won their final four games, outscored their opponents by 73 points in those four games. Mm. Flying to the playoffs. Wow. Kansas City, 2019, they won their final six. But defensively, they were the reason that they won their final six. A lot of those, they did not allow more than 21 in any of those games. And then in 2018, New England went four and three in their last seven. Nothing great. Uh, their defense allowed 13 points per game, and they still barely went over 500. So they struggled, and they limped into the postseason that year. Historically, the Super Bowl champ has won their final regular season game 82% of the time. Has won their final won. regular season game 82% of the time. But that's really the only one that's that high. Super Bowl losers all the way down to wild card winners are generally winning their final game 65 to 75% of their time. Uh, but it gets lower if you factor in one of their final two games. So the Super Bowl winner wins their final two just 55% of the time and all the way down to, you know, less often than they actually win it. Well, what's the summary? Uh, the Super Bowl champs generally go in hot. That's the summary. Yeah. The Super Bowl champs generally, but the, we, we, that's not, we, we know we're not winning the Super Bowl. Like, so I'm not even looking at that. I, all I care about is winning a game here or, or two. I'm not worried about this being the Super Bowl. We're, we're, this team's not going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so, like, get out of that. We're, the Cowboys kind of are more on par with teams that win a wild card game than anything. Ooh. The, the issue. Why are you sucking all the hope out of the out of the balloon? Why are you? Why are you? Oh, just... there's a balloon. 
<laughs> a whip it, maybe. It's <laughs> oh a whip it. Ugh. Now it's when you look at since like this whole drought, the, the the Super Bowl drought, when they've gone one and when they've gone one and done in the playoffs. Each uh, all but last year, I think it was, they've lost two of their final four games in the regular season, and when they win three or more of their final uh, four games of the regular season as a playoff team, then they've won a playoff game three out of those four years. And so generally when Dallas is backed into the playoffs and it's, it's very, it, it's, it's giving too much credit to say Dallas, you know, to say, Oh, well they won three out of their last four last year because they were clearly backing into the playoffs last year. They lost to Arizona. They had played awful against Washington in the final month. Uh, not the second game, but the first one in Washington, they uh, they struggled way too much against the Giants on the road. I think that's the reason why people were upset with the Tennessee game like they were. Where it's like, it doesn't matter that you won. This yep. is that same feeling of you're backing into the playoffs like you did so, even when you've been good. So, like you did in 21. Like you did in 16. 07. Like it's the same thing. This is the time to style point. If you're going to style point the end of the season based upon history. Last time they won a road playoff game. Uh, San Francisco. Candlestick Park, 92. 1992. God, they've won two titles since. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Jerry, Jerry had never won a Super Bowl the last time they won a road playoff game. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. And they are favorites against Tampa Bay. By the way, uh, it, Brian Dayball does, does not believe in playoff experience. And it sounds like the Eagles, it sounds like they've rushed Jalen Hurts back. That they panic played Jalen Hurts because all the comments coming out of Philadelphia that he was definitely sore. Hurts didn't want to talk about his physical status. Uh, people saying that he definitely looked rusty. It was a vanilla game plan. They did not run him the same. So the good news is Jalen Hurts may be banged up. The bad news is they got that freaking buy. Yeah, the buy. That buy is gonna. Maybe invaluable. It's so invaluable. We, we've seen this over over the last decade. Like teams that have the buy have a much greater chance. That was easier when they had two buys. There were two teams with buys, right? Now with one, you know, it changed things up a little bit. But you know, prior to them only going to one buy as opposed to two, the last one to have a buy, not have a buy that went to a Super Bowl and won it was the Ravens. Jeez, that was a- you needed a buy. Yeah, and that was what twenty two years ago. That was the that was that was. twelve. It was, no, it was ten years ago. Oh, oh that, that that Ravens team. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the that same Ravens team. Also, I don't think had a buy. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, here's the, here's the other thing. It's not just that they have the bye week. Jalen Hurts heals faster than y'all. He does. <laughs> he does. Like, like your back issue that you had last week, Jalen Hurts would have you know it. crushed you at a game of horse if he needed to, <laughs> even with a bad shoulder. Have, still have it, man. Twenty. Give it a half of the Sean. Is is there any concern that he's Knowing Sirianni in the way that he is and how he was like, he heals fast and you, meh, meh. the fact that he was in media saying, yeah, he was pretty hurt on set. Is there any bit of like, we need to guard against Sirianni thinking this is gamesmanship. Right. I'll tell him he's really hurt. A little bit, but everyone, you said he didn't look the same. No. My buddies who watched the game from a Giants point of view said he did not look the same. So I'm going to, I believe right now that they rushed him out. They panic played him to lock up the division and the one seed. That they're like, we just need his energy. We need his leadership at home in order to get this easy win over the Giants. They're playing their third string. And they put him out there. But I would feel, 
if the Cowboys play Jalen Hurts this week, based upon the way his physical status sounds, I'd feel pretty excited if I was if I was the Cowboys. Based on this. But now you gotta get through Tampa and he's got another week to go ahead and rest. Yep. So I don't that excitement is gone. 2023 opponents mm. came out yesterday. Cowboys home teams. All right. Obviously, the division, Commanders, Giants, Filthy. Add to that in Arlington, Rams, Sean McVay trying to run Win. from a rebuild. Win. Seattle. Win. Patriots. Uh, Win. Jets. Win. Lions. Loss. <laughs> Your Detroit Lions. Away schedule. NFC East. Cardinals. That's, by the way, win, win, win. Cliff. Uh, loss. I'll lose to Philly on the road. Cliff Kingsbury fired in Arizona. Arizona on the road, you said, was what? Arizona on the road's a win. Buffalo. Loss. Carolina. Win. Chargers. Uh, <laughs> tie. Loss. <laughs> They lose a game somewhere. Dolphins. Uh, man, let's see. I uh, win. San Francisco. Uh, win. All right, now RJ gets first. Go ahead. Bobby made a face over his 49ers. Yeah. They're so talented. They are. They're very talented. <laughs> so they're, very, they're very talented. They're very talented. They are. They're a very talented yeah. team. Rookie quarterbacks do how well in the postseason? We're talking about next season. He's not a rookie next oh, that's season. That's right, because he won't be there because it'll be Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Who's, who's more likely to be their quarterback next year? Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Derek Carr? Out of those four, Purdy, I think. Yeah, Brock Purdy. He's undefeated. Now, look, you get right of first refusal. You get the first rights on this show now to predict records. You were right about the Cowboys before the season and just saying automatic 12 wins. You were also right. Bobby and I were wrong over the Tyron Smith effect. So you get you get first you get first opinion on their record for next year that I know you've already written down. Thirteen and four. Woo! Yeah, baby. Eh. Hang on, hang on. It's the Cowboys. Twelve and five. Twelve and five. They'll blow it somewhere. We'll take They'll it. They'll blow one of these games. Who, Twelve and who's, five. Who's who's coaching them to that twelve and five? Mike McCarthy. Okay. Jerry Jones coming up at eight thirty here. On DFW Sports Station, since you made that... I'll give you the San Francisco loss. All right, since you, all right, well, you just may have messed up my, uh, my... No, I'll give the win to San Francisco to lose to, like, Miami. Okay, <laughs> so power rank the potential road power for the rank. Cowboys in these playoffs. Most worried about, least worried about. Between Tampa, Philly, San Fran. Well, Sean, I'm most worried about the game we have at hand. Okay, I can't worry about the other games, so oh you worry about the ones at hand. God, I love all these fans. Like, when people are talking to RJ Ochoa, I appreciate it, appreciate it. He was saying how Green Bay should get in so Green Bay can go to San Fran and maybe take them out. And people are like, why are you even looking it forward? We're not going to get out of round one. We're, we're not going to make it past Monday night. Thank you, RJ, for doing, like, the extra work uh, versus just saying, why are you even looking ahead? Why are you forecasting? Yeah. Because it's smart, like it's also kind of kind of fun. It's not doom and gloom. You're one, two, three. Worry. Oh, I was doing one, two, three, four. Because my I'm oh, not, you oh, you taking us to the ball, well, to, no, the ball on, to the ball, y'all to the ball. Hang on, my biggest worry is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay, I'm not worried about teams that have lesser quarterbacks. Well, give me the one, two, three NFC least to most worried. 
Philly's, Cal- the, Philly's the most because they have the best quarterback of the three. All right. And then San Francisco because I just don't think Tampa's very good. Like I think that I think Yeah, but you just said so you think Brock Purdy's better than Tom Brady. No, I think you just said team, it's all about the quarterback. It, it is all about the quarterback, but Tom's also not very good anymore. And they're they're just not as good. Like he can't make up for it. Okay. Brock doesn't have to make up for much. All right. So you're least worried about Tampa. Yeah. And Bobby, obviously yours is gonna be the least amount of worry is Tampa, then Philly. Then Sam Fran. Do not sit here and try to be hot take and say Philly would be your least worry. No, no, no. I'm okay. not, not going to say that. I was just saying I think there's a chance that might be my order of worry if you even expanded it to the teams that can't. Like, even if you expanded to Seattle, Giants, and Vikings, I think it would still be Tampa, Philly, yeah. San Fran. 3-2-1. Oh, yeah. Like, Tampa, I'm more worried about. I would be more. I'm more worried about playing Tampa than if you had to go play Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, there you go. There it is, inside the star here on Sean and RJ, Bobby Bell, Peyton and Ryan right here on DFW Sports Station. All right, let's uh, let's set people up. Some of the resolutions are getting back, getting back into the gym, getting back out there on the scene. We got some red flags. Red flags, man. First date red flags revealed by women around the globe. Zach Wolchuk back out there with the fresh shade. Where's the true brand hat on this list? Oh, is that a red flag? <laughs> there's a, there's something that went viral because Danucci shared it recently. These girls on TikToks were like, red flags dating in Dallas. First off, if he wears this hat, and then they have the true brand really? hat. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I'm having my wife. My wife is making Tolo upside down hats just to troll Danucci. <laughs> That's what I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cancel his brand. I'm the only <laughs> one in the city against this hat. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. All Out. right. Out. So, uh, someone posted on Reddit asking women, what are your favorite screening questions on first dates to determine red flags? All right. Number one. Ah, this is a good one. Is there, <laughs> is there anyone who would be upset to find out you were on this date? <laughs> no one asks that. No one's going to ask that on a first date. I think it's a. I mean, it, what you think is what? You're just well, asking genius. them, are you cheating? Not not necessarily even cheating. Just like who like, else I would mean, be upset? Cheating is part of it, but I mean, also just I think in general, like drama. Like, do you have an mm-hmm. ex that's like not wanting you to move on yet right. or anything? But in general, I would consider it a red flag if I sat down and they like immediately turn into Barbara Walters and they're like, uh, so uh, is there anybody? If they start interviewing, then it's like, okay, this is. I'm not doing this. Uh, I might, I might be a little bit of an interviewer. I mean, people say I'm an interviewer in general mm-hmm. conversation. You are. So maybe, maybe you're, uh, you're insulting my game. Maybe. Okay. okay. But yeah. I don't trust your game, so why would I be offended? <laughs> I guess I should trust your game, uh, since Damn you know we right. all, we all hit home runs. We're radio faces Homer's for radio. Man. Like how many, how many girlfriends total have you had in your life? Oh, just three, because I got married at 23. Exactly. No game. Next. It's not no game. It's I got married. Well, you don't have proof of game. You got married at 23? Mm-hmm. Did this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, whoa. This How one? old are you? I'm 33. Oh, I think you're at 38. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, you said that yesterday. I didn't even know that. Kristen texted and she's like, did he just say you were 38? <laughs> I, I, I know nothing about you. Yeah. You're, like, you're like an acquaintance. You don't have enough skins. Do you know I'm married? I, but now I do. You don't have enough skins on the wall. <laughs> All right, yeah, skin. Ah, I said it. I knew what you said there. Uh, what 
Next one. What did you learn about yourself from your last relationship? Okay. See, any- hang on. Now, hang on. Hang on. The reasoning they say, if they only spew hate about their other, their the previous relationship, out. It's a sales tactic. Don't. My dad taught me this. Don't. When you're when you're trying to sell somebody, if you do not ever talk bad about your competition, it's poor. It's it's, it's in poor favor. Talk yourself up. Don't. I get this. Bring up any past relationship. Period. No, true. Don't bring up. Don't bring up the past one. And if they keep going into it and can't get away from it, then they're not over it. That's 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 my thought. No, 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 no girl wants to hear you be talking about the past or no. the ex one. No, they don't. Not even after you're in a relationship. Now, sometimes you want to talk bad about it after a while. Yeah. Then yeah. Oh my god, I got to tell you this story. Oh my god. I ran into. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that's. Or, uh, or, or they're sitting around and they're like, let me just see what she looks like, and then it's like yeah. they disparage your taste. Like, what were you thinking, her? You know, and then they judge themselves compared to her looks, the past, the ex one. So it's like, what what were you thinking? God, you you really improved. That that's Kristen now, even like even after we've been married as long as if she like doesn't. What she, she looked up your middle school girlfriend? No, no, I'm saying I'm saying she doesn't like she doesn't want to know anything about anything that was before her at all. Smart rule. Same thing with mine. Same thing with mine. Um, everyone's next one. everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Dead in the past. Next one. I asked what they would do if they won the lottery. It shows what they value, what their priorities are. Would they create a scholarship? Would they donate to animal shelters? Would they go to Vegas? Would they remodel their home? Would they invest? Oh, God. It shows a lot about someone's character. Who filled this out? Like 55-year-olds? I would pay for this dinner bill so I could leave. That's what I would do. (laughs) Once you ask that question. Who would sit there and go, yeah, I would really. You also want to be with someone who's fun. So you want to hear you want to hear a fun response? I'm a fun guy. I would take you on a carnival cruise, and then they'd be like, "Isn't carnival like the the step down one versus?" I'm like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I said it cruise. I just I'm wanna, good with money. That's I wanna, what it means. I wanna, yeah, <laughs> I want to take you on vacation. All right, next one. What's something you did as a teenager you're still ashamed of? The reasoning for this one. Is they want to see if you have any like if you have any regrets. If you have no regrets over it, they might like that. They may like that. Yeah, these no regret people. I can't stand no regrets. I can't stand no regrets. You people. There's I do everything the same. Okay, that's dumb. Uh, going back to teenage years, what I mean, a lot of things you regret. Uh, vandalizing the fields, uh, destroying property. Mm. Uh, breaking in liquor cat. Well, that that was like having fun with your friends. Hey, Pay, you got one that jumps out. Yeah, egging cars and stuff was a big thing I did. Yeah. Okay, it was just fun, you know. Yeah. Or when you got pulled over for speeding, like on one twenty mm. and a forty or whatever you did that one yeah, time. That was... Did you triple the speed limit? He did, not me. You did? Yeah, yeah. One twenty and a forty? No, no, it was eighty-five and a forty. And what are you, I, Errol I, Spence? He, I, he got oh, let off. Oh gosh. He got let True, off slow too. Down, because, yeah. he, he got pulled over by a cop. He knew, so he got let off. Did you? I went to school with this guy's kids. Affluenza he over here. Affluenza. That is. That's what that is. These are the uh, the red flag questions that the ladies yeah. are asking gentlemen nowadays on first date. Just don't ask me about papacitos. I'm good. Here's one <laughs> that I think might create a talking point or two. Who won? The 2020 election. Oh, God. <laughs> I went on one with a political psycho, and I was like, check, please. I'm out. 
My and then I had to sit there and fake. That is second. Like Patriot. I agree. Not in twenty twenty. Like I agree with her opinion the whole time. Like I didn't. I was. I'm like. I'm not fighting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing this. I'm not challenging. I was just like sitting there nodding my head, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm always fascinated to know how many serious relationships are there with opposite ends of the political spectrum, and how many people can actually date the opposite. How many? What do you think the percentage is in this country? I think it's way higher than you think. Now, maybe not new relationships because we are in a, such a politically yeah. charged climate, yeah. but I know plenty of people who have who are married who have different political views. I, I think if you're not at like if you maybe have certain political leanings or certain worldviews, but you're not actively engaged yeah. in political debate that goes on, you can have it happen. But if you're somebody who like I gotta read this website and I gotta do this and that, then yeah, you can't match with like, somebody. Like could who's Derek Holland ever marry a Democrat? I'm sure he could. <laughs> I bet. So. Like, do you know who James Carville is? Yeah. Like the political actor. Of course. It's the economy, stupid. Guy. Yeah. He yeah, he's married to Mary Matlin, who is like a huge Republican. Okay. Like, and they're very politically like charged. They're sure. into it. But I mean, you know, maybe you just don't talk about it at home. I mean, I could like I could have like I, I mean I ended up marrying somebody who views things generally the same way I do but I could have like married somebody who I viewed things different from politically I don't think you can say that unless you're in it you, it's easy to just say yeah I, I'm mature enough to do it but when these topics come up the, the 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 reaction you have internally with your skin crawling but I don't get those reactions generally okay, well, so you don't care about like politics that much like having those discussions it depends uh, no. how I'm de- more flipping about. I mean, I'm yeah. aware of it, but I like uh, to me, it's like everybody's a liar. Is kind of how I fall down. Yeah, same with me. Is that a lie? Stake <laughs> <That's all laughs> it. That lies. That lies there. Um, a lot of women. What about say, you, what about you, Chop? Could you marry a hardcore Democrat? Uh, outing yeah. your political affiliation. Yeah. Yeah, I could, as long as as long as they. Oh, that did I, it, Sean. I think you. Yeah. As long as they didn't try to like. <laughs> that was the smoky gun. I, 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 yes, I could. I don't. As long as they didn't try to like, uh, and or if I didn't try to like sit there and like correct everything they did. Yeah, I don't think you're you're not that you're not that intense about. No, it. No, I like to prod people. I like yeah. to show. Like I like my mom is like super. Yeah. My mom's basically an insurrectionist. <laughs> And I like to like. I kind of like to prod her every. Yeah, Chappie like goes and puts different ketchups in her fridge. I do. I troll because she want to drink. She want to eat Heinz ketchup. So like, like every day I'll go in there and I'll go to Wikipedia and I'll be like, Hey, you know, Mom, we can buy Heinz again. Yeah. Uh, she sold the company, Mom. We can or, buy Heinz again. Or just have the TV on MSNBC when she turns it on. No, I make sure to wear Nike gear when I go into her house. What's she, Nike? She refuses to wear Nike. Because of Kaepernick, she refused to wear Nike. Oh, buy, my kid, my kids wanted a oh, uh, like Lord. a Nike. Oh, let's break stuff, and, <laughs> and she just like she just bought. She gave him cash. Because I'm not buying you Nike. You want to buy it yourself? Fine, but I'm not going to buy you Nike. Wow! So I just wear Nike stuff when I go in there. Yeah. I try to troll her. Jerry Jones live at eight thirty. Let's go around the NFL. Bill Belichick is just like every other coach. San Fran cannot win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. The Bears should take a QB number one around the NFL. Overreactions or not? Then Jerry Jones answering for the Commanders game next.